Hi and welcome to Australian Horror Story, a new podcast where we review films directed, produced, written or made in Australia or by Australians. I'm Depraved. And I'm Dr. Death. All right, so today we are going to review a, a film called Patrick Evil Awakens. Now, this is a remake. It was made in 2013, and it's a remake of a film that was originally made in 1978 called Patrick. So, Dr. Death, mm-hmm. initial thoughts. What did you think oh of my gosh. this film? It, initial thoughts. So I was really stoked in like maybe the first 10, 15 mm-hmm. of watching it. 10, 15 seconds or minutes? <laughs> minutes. <laughs> okay. Minutes. Okay. Yeah. Minutes. Um, like really stoked. Like I was already like, yeah, this is going to be like one of my favorites because there were some really cool jump scares. But... <laughs> It really declined as the movie went on. Um, It just kind of got super boring. But we'll talk more about that in a second. Okay, so let's tell you guys a little bit about the film itself. So the film is directed by, and we're talking about the 2013 version. Unfortunately, we couldn't find anywhere to watch the 1978 version, which we would have loved to watch. Mm. We'll talk about that a bit later. Um, But the 2013 version uh, is directed by Mark Hartley and written by Justin King Um, and stars stars of the film. um, We've got Shani Vinson as Kathy and Charles Dance as Dr. Rogette or Roger. I'm not sure how to pronounce that one, but you guys might know Charles Dance from Game of Thrones fame. Seasons one and two, I believe. All right. So let's talk about the plot Mm. of this film. So it opens with a creepy scene in a basement and there's lots of bodies and it looks like a mortuary. So uh, the, the, where would you say like it's set? Um, it's set in a private hospital but I feel like it's supposed to feel like a mental asylum yes so it does have a bit of a mental asylum super run down dilapidated yes apparently it's like a really gothic looking mansion set on the cliffs of the ocean looks like Victoria somewhere Mm. cloudy and depressing Uh, sorry Victorian listeners Um, so yeah, so it opens on a creepy scene in a basement and there's bodies and uh, something quite exciting happens in that opening scene. And I think that was the scene that you quite liked. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. So it seems like what happens um, to this nurse in the opening scene is because she finds out too much, mm. basically. Mm. And then... We go from that really promising opening scene, we cut straight to a very boring boardroom mm-hmm. where we've got Charles Dance as Dr. Roger and um, he's just having a chat with um, another guy in a suit and it seems to be related to experiments that the doctor is doing and he wants more time 
or money or something like that. And yeah. Um, and then, and then we go back to the asylum slash private hospital, which we never find the name out of, do we? I feel like it's actually on the sign. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like that really big sign. That's okay. Um, and we've got, and then we are introduced to our main character, Mm. uh, Kathy, who I really liked. Same. I really liked the actress. I thought she was really good. Yeah. Um, and she's a young person and she's driving to this creepy place and we, we see that she's going for a job there. And she's introduced to, first up, to uh, Rachel Griffith's character, mm. Matron Cassidy. What did you think of Matron Cassidy? Um, I was a bit disappointed. Oh, really? Because it was Rachel Griffiths and I was, I feel like it was a bit uh, flat. I thought her performance was a bit flat as well. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if that was a choice that she Mm. was making uh, because she's such a good actress. We Mm. know that. And was she making the choice to make the performance flat and it goes between being flat and incredibly melodramatic. True. Yeah. True. (laughs) Kind of like a stage performance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we meet Matron Cassidy and she's a bit of a dour bitch really. And um, then we meet uh, the friend who I really liked. Same. Loved her. Did, I, I didn't get what the actress's name was, but no. she was uh, fantastic. Um, and she appeared to be literally the only other nurse in the entire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hospital, <laughs> aside from the matron. There, there's a lot of patience just for two nurses. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, they could have employed some extras there, I think. But, oh, well. Um, so... At this stage in the plot, we don't really know what the doctor's grand plan is, what's going on. It's all very ominous. And um, let's see. And then what happens? Oh, yeah. So there's some kind of mystery to do with Matron Cassidy's past we are also introduced Mm. to, which I felt was a bit of an undeveloped plot point. you mention it it's like oh i'm his daughter right yeah and then never spoken of again yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. that was really bizarre i thought there was going to be some kind of abuse in the past there or it was gonna there was gonna be an explanation as to what happened to the doctor's wife i.e matron cassidy i know i was just um, thinking of that yeah it's just it was introduced never spoken of and i'm like "Mm, okay maybe uh in the original yes yeah, well, we'll come. I guess we'll come mm. back to that. But mm. I'm thinking that that perhaps might have been something that was explored a little bit more in the original as well. So then we we get introduced to as um, Nurse Williams, who is Kathy's friend, mm. describes them the party crowd. So do you want to describe who the party crowd are? Uh, lot, lots of comatose patients. Yes. So it seems this is a hospital both for the mentally ill but also the um, 
what would you say, incapacitated? Yeah. See, I I was of the impression the only people there were comatose patients. Mm. But they're not. Aren't they? <laughs> no. Well, what about the dude, the, the old man <laughs> I thought... with the burnt face? <laughs> He's not comatose. He's running around the place. I thought with him they were like, oh, he was comatose, but then like, uh, you yes. know, he, he's the only person who they've actually got to come, you know, non-comatose, whatever that's called. Yes. And, and he just hung around because like they couldn't get him to leave. Yeah, I think you're correct. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, now you say that. So I think this is probably a good time to talk about what we believe the doctor's grand plan mm. is with these mm. patients because that's going to come into play when we talk about our main title character. Mm. So what – what vibe did you have on what the grand plan was of the doctor? Like, what is he doing with all these comatose patients and the dead bodies in the basement? Ooh. What's his deal? Oh, yeah. Um, I was really hoping, like, through the movie, that he was trying to do something to... Like, this is stupid. <laughs> what? <laughs> My theory is so dumb. So, but I was super hoping... That he was trying to, like, because he was going. <laughs> it's dumb. Okay, okay. go, go, go. Because he was old. I was hoping that, like, and because, you know how they were talking about Patrick as being, like, this super beautiful, like, yeah. oh, they kept going on about how beautiful he was. Yeah. I was hoping he was trying to, like, trans- transplant his own mind? Trans- transplant his brain into Patrick's body. Uh, I yeah. thought that was That's his intention. That's the movie intention. I want to see. Same. Yeah. <laughs> but that never transpired, no. right? But yeah. I was really hanging out for that. Um, other than that, you've just got that classic mad scientist. Mm, mm. Um, That's hoping what he for seemed to be. Yep. He was a mad scientist. Yep. I couldn't really discern what his plan was. He mm. just... I mean, we, and this isn't a spoiler, we, we, because we see it right at the beginning that he's got all these dead bodies um, down in the basement yeah, and they're kind of cut up and mm. he just seems to be randomly cutting people up and, yeah, and I didn't think of that. shocking them. And, and, and as far as we know, mm. it seems his plan is he wants to revitalize these people who are in this comatose state. Mm. Um, but h- how is he doing that? I don't really know. We only see the work that he does on Patrick. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Um, what's with the cutting up of the bodies? I don't know. And it's interesting because I actually thought the dead bodies, I thought they were from Patrick, not from the ah. doctor. Right? I, th- I thought... Oh, that could be true. Yeah. But I don't, Except- I don't know. We find out later that they've been dissected. Yeah. Could Patrick do that? Well, maybe he could. He can do anything as we learn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So going on with the plot, uh, after we meet the party crowd, which is mm. all the comatose patients all in one dorm, there I only know. seems to be oh, one dorm goodness. in this whole hospital, um, we then get to meet Patrick and mm. he's a total babe. <laughs> Inexplicably. <laughs> Make sure you talk about it all the time, by the way. And inexplicably, he has no muscle wastage whatsoever, Mm. even though he's been in a comatose state for, they don't really say how Mm, long, but I think for several years. Mm. 
Um, and our main character, Kathy, uh, instantly has the hots for him. Mm. That's clear. Uh, and I don't know. What did you think about Patrick's performance? <laughs> you mean laying in a bed? Yeah, laying in a bed. He communicates. <clears throat> yeah, he does. Because um, I was reading about uh, reviews for like that 1978 mm-hmm. one. Um mm-hmm. And in that, a lot of people talk about how good the performance of 1978 Patrick was. Oh, really? Really, because um, in that movie, they tend to do a whole lot more with like lights and like cool shit like that. And so in that movie, Patrick's, you know, having to lay incredibly still with his eyes open the entire time, like Mm -hmm. really, really wide. Um, I don't think we got the same thing from our hunk Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> 2013. I wish I could tell you the, the actor's name as well, but I didn't yeah, it was look just, into that. Look, he could have been a mannequin and it would have made no yeah. difference, right? A spitting mannequin. Yeah. Because we can say that's how he communicates mm. is by spitting mm. on the faces of the people. <laughs> Which is actually a really complicated motor movement. I They're like that too. it's involuntary. And I'm like, what would be required to like accumulate spit, project it? Like that's yeah. not involuntary anyways. Yeah, that's hard to so, do. And yeah. uh I don't yeah. So one thing that is kind of intriguing when we first meet Patrick is it's mentioned something about uh, the reason why he's comatosed is because of a family accident. Mm. And that instantly made me think, oh, I wonder what that could be. So we do find out later on in what I felt was one of the more enjoyable parts of the movie. Um, but for now, it's just kind of left as a thread. Mm. So from there, the girls, which is Nurse Williams and Nurse Kathy or whatever, I don't know what her last name is, but Kathy and Nurse Williams go out and have a drink at the local dive bar, which um, is populated with a bunch of dodgy looking older men. And um, that's, uh, yeah, they meet this kind of weird psychologist dude mm, who comes into it, psychiatrist yeah. who comes into it a bit later. Um, but it's all not really very interesting and no. it doesn't really move the plot along that much. Uh, and then we go back to the hospital and uh, Kathy learns about the dodgy experiments that are going on with Patrick that the doctor's doing. So do you want to talk a little bit about what Dr. Roger is doing to Patrick? What's the first experiment that you see with? He's doing some quite major electroconvulsive therapy. Oh, right. Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> so dramatized, by yeah. the way, and just irked me. Um, yeah, so is it like Kathy walks in on this? Yeah, Kathy walks in on this happening, right? No, she's actually pulled in by the doctor to assist. To what? Oh, okay. Uh, and in and I'm paraphrasing here, but the doctor says, you're here to clean up urine right. and shit. Yeah. And that's basically all he Your needs job. her for. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So doctor has this uh, ECT machine from like the 20s. And <laughs> so one pa- in a raffle, he says... <laughs> And, like, Patrick's bloody, like, you know, flopping around on the bed. 
Um, and then, and then that's when we first learn that he can communicate, mm. right? Mm, yes. And how's and and can you tell the listeners how he's communicating? Oh, so, um, oh god, this scene. And so, um, you know, Kathy really feels for Patrick, and so. I forget the conversation that happens, but essentially she asks him a question and he spits in response. Mm, mm. And then she starts uh, asking more questions and then it's okay. One spit for (laughs) for yes, two spits for no. And then, you know, oh, this is where it gets. And she starts like going down his body to see what he can feel. Sexually assaults him. Yes, that's right. Because I remember like what happened is like on the ECG machine or something. She's like, doctor. Dr. Patrick can communicate with me. And that's exactly yes. how she delivers the line. To it. Yeah, it really is. And um, yeah, and so she discovers this by going down his body being like, Patrick, can you feel this? And then yes. it's one spit. And then, um, you know, she goes all the way down to his toes. And then, and then, and then for then- some reason, she goes down his pants. Yes. And to what is looking like a boner. And then... And then um, I think she's interrupted at that point, right? Yes. For a woman who's very concerned about consent (laughs) when she's talking to the doctor, she doesn't seem to be too phased about consent when it comes to touching his pee-pee. I I could not. But it's it's an interesting choice Hmm. by the filmmakers because I read in a review that in the original 78 version, that scene never happens. So I'm not sure why they – apparently that scene is implied. Oh. But it's not actually shown. So why they – I don't know. It was They're trying to make it sexy or what. It was not sexy. I got to talk about the sexy in quotation marks later on because there were some moments. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. All right. So continuing on, we – Soon discover, well, after Kathy discovers that Patrick is actually communicative and he's only communicating to her, by the way. He's Mm. not communicating Mm. to the doctor uh, or anyone else. Mm. Um, We we soon discover that, um, that, that Patrick is possibly able to do a lot more than she originally thinks. So Mm. weird shit starts happening in her life, mm. uh, strange things with electrical devices, uh, and 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 it's and we have a strange scene in the museum, yeah, with the former mentioned psychiatrist, mm. where Kathy goes to a museum that who knows where this museum is. I don't even know what city this hospital is supposed to be near. But it seems like the hospital's in the middle of nowhere. Mm. But then she turns up at a museum and she's looking at things and she just happens to bump into this psychiatrist. (laughs) And it's this very strange scene Mm. where the psychiatrist does something very out of character Mm. towards her and she starts to think, oh, this is really strange. And then, yeah, strange shit starts to happen and – there's really not much else we can say without spoiling. Look, the I feel plot. like we've already spoiled the plot. <laughs> no, I don't think there's. I don't really? think there's. There's too many spoilers in there. All right, all right. There's, 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 there's quite I feel a, like we totally have, but that's nah, fine. No, no, no. I don't think so. I think there's still a lot to enjoy. Although you didn't enjoy this movie as much as I did. That's true. Um, but yeah. So I thought 
I really liked the – let's go back to mm. the friend. Yeah. Um, Nurse Williams. Loved her so Same. much. Have, have you – do you recognize her from anything else? No, but uh, my problem was, like, she was my favorite thing in the movie, right? Mm. And she just disappears. Like, mm. at, like you were saying um, at that – bar like there was they didn't add to the plot or anything i was like yeah but it was kind of cool because it was building on their friendship and i I enjoyed that but then she just disappears yeah and kathy doesn't talk to her about patrick ever again and that's true and then her character kind of turns and she's all like um oh you with patrick again you know do you know what i mean like she doesn't it's like her character changes halfway through the movie for no reason and she disappears and she's not a part of Kathy's life anymore. Yeah. It's yeah, I didn't you, like that. It, logically you'd think that Kathy would um confide in, in the her one new person who, yeah. The one person who knew Patrick. Yeah. Uh I <laughs> loved the scene where Nurse Cassidy, no, Matron Cassidy Uh walks in on Nurse Williams and she's just sitting there beside Patrick's bed with a leg up, smoking a dari. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. I got a lot of amusement out of that. Um, Yeah, that's towards the end of the film. So, yeah, so that's basically the, the, the plot Oh, we skipped a whole lot. So, uh, did um, we? Yep. Okay. (laughs) You stopped halfway through. Okay. So, um, yeah, he starts communicating um, more. So initially yeah. it's just through the spitting and then uh, it yeah. moves um, onto other means of technology mm-hmm. and he becomes more advanced. Yes. Yeah? Do we want to talk about what we feel Patrick's powers are? Yeah, go on. What do you reckon? Because <laughs> I don't – he seems to be able to control everything mm, in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Control electronic devices. Yes. Mm. But he can also control the actions of people and he can also control machinery. Yeah, so, the car, man. That yeah, was, that was dumb. a bad scene. That was really bad. So what's his mm. power limitation? He's like, my favorite is when um, Kathy's like Googling can you move things with your mind? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like telekinesis, but it's spelt phonetically like telekinesis, yeah. just in case you didn't know what it was. Um, yeah. So I think he's telekinetic. And right. I imagine the ECT is why, like for whatever reason, apparently the ECT is giving him this telekinetic power and it's enhancing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. Kind of. Yeah, but it doesn't. Hey, like, how can you? Comp- yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Like in the scene in the car, mm. without giving too much away mm. about what happens, it seems that Patrick is able to connect with the person in the car through a mobile phone. So, does there have to be some kind of radio waves? How, or- how was he controlling the guy? Uh, or was he just controlling the car? Oh, I think he just controlled the just, car. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he's just controlling the car. But the phone has something to do with it because it goes all like how little lightning bolts go around it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's indicating to us that some kind of power is coming through the mobile phone. Bloody hell. And yeah, true. 
and and in in a later scene when something happens to Kathy in the mm. bathroom, which is quite a cool scene, I have to say, mm. um, with the mirror. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Um, that she also has a phone in her hand. So hey, I didn't think of that. Maybe it's through the phones. There you go. Yeah, through the phones or something electrical devices. Yeah. yeah. All right. My other question. Yeah. Is is Dr. Roger's experiments yep. um, with the electricity yep. on Patrick yep. giving Patrick That's what these I powers? Yep. As you're kind of connecting the dots. Yep. yep. So it's like electricity and then you can like communicate through electricity. Yeah. Mm. Silly. but And would that be why? Because what the doctor's doing to Patrick is really upsetting. Mm. Like I can imagine that it would hurt. Mm. Uh, so... Would that be why Patrick's not fucking up the doctor and killing the doctor and preventing the doctor from? But he he wants he wants he wants the powers. Patrick yes. wants the powers, so that's why he's not protecting himself from the doctor. Yes, because he sees it as being helpful. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because I couldn't make sense of that. I was mm. like, why isn't he protecting himself? Oh, it was a secret, 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 secret. <laughs> right? What he wrote on the laptop. That's right. <laughs> He's an insolent little shit, yeah. isn't he, yeah. Patrick? I don't like him. No. I don't like He's him at likeable. all. He's not likable. All right. So let's talk about <clears throat> what was happening in Australian society um, around the time that this film was originally made. So in 1978. Mm. Well, because we can't really – I think we need to look at it in the context of the original. Agreed. Um, so there was a lot – a lot happening around this time. So 78, it was made and there was a Royal commission into asylums. Uh, it was actually mm. a second Royal commission into asylums. There was also one in the late 1800s. Um, but in the uh, late seventies, early eighties, there was another Royal commission into the treatment of patients in asylums. Whoa. So, which is, Really interesting in when you look at it in the context of this movie. So uh, this commission happened and a bunch of stuff was brought up about the treat, maltreatment of patients and really shocking stuff. Like mm. I've got some notes here that I'll read through, but there was some really shocking stuff of what doctors as well as caretakers were doing to patients that were in these quote-unquote as- asylums. Mm-hmm. Um and I just wondered if possibly uh, this would have influenced this film at all because I think in terms mm. of a horror film, I don't actually think the most horrific thing in this film is Patrick himself. It's definitely the, the doctor and, and, and the ner- uh, the matron. Uh-huh. So um, in 1992, uh, which was just after the Royal Commission, this uh, – in 1992, they deinstitutionalized mm. all um, mental patients, mm. and uh, they were just. But it was really badly handled, apparently. So they mm. just got mm. rid of all of the asylums. They said, "Anyone who's mentally ill, we're not looking after you mm. in these institutions anymore." And off you pop mm. out onto the street. Yeah. So that was obviously not a very good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. A few years later, they did a review of how 
this was all handled, the deinstitutionalization. Mm. And then they went into the community care model, which mm-hmm. I th- think is what we have now, Correct. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I I just thought that it it is just really interesting to talk about this really horrific uh past mm. of Australia in terms of asylum. So I've got some notes here. Uh, this is from an article from the Daily Telegraph in 2015 called Sydney's Shameful Asylums, the silent houses of pain where inmates were chained and sadists reigned. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So sounds like our movie, right? Uh, so it just goes through some of the different asylums. I won't go through all of mm. them, but there's a really good quote here that says, once patients were admitted their complaints about maltreatment were simply noted by doctors as further evidence of insanity. And for many, there was no escape. So this is really upsetting. And this mm. is, look, this is not that long ago, no. really, in, in our history. And out of all of the asylums, and a lot of them were in Sydney, mm. so we had two different kinds of asylums. We had asylums for... Uh, people like in Patrick that were mm. incapacitated uh, due to accidents or brain or required acquired brain injuries, mm-hmm. but then we also had asylums for the criminally insane, mm. which first began uh, during transportation. Mm-hmm. So they would just actually lump people who were mentally ill oh. in with people who were just dead set criminals. Oh. So pretty horrific. Yep. But out of all of the asylums that I could kind of look into, the one that to me most resembled what was happening with uh, in the movie Patrick was the asylum on Pete Island. So this one was in the Hawkesbury River. Mm-hmm. It was literally an island. And, tor- and I'm quoting this same article, torture, murder, sexual abuse, and mass graves made this island for the intellectually disabled mm-hmm. an isolated place of horror. So this asylum opened in 1911 and it didn't close until 2010. Far out. Yeah, yeah. So full on. So some dodgy shit happened in this place. One time they found an eight-year-old boy floating in the Hawkesbury. This is in the 1930s. Oh. And then in the 1940s, an 11-year-old boy was found strangled inside a linen bin. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Earlier on in the history of this place, 1981, a 17-year-old patient was found with all of his fingernails ripped off. And apparently on this island, which is really small, it's a really little island, and I actually grew up on the Hawkesbury, so I remember seeing this place as a kid. Although as a child, I didn't know what went on in there. But apparently there's 300 people buried on this island and there are only two headstones. So going back to the movie, what really struck me Mm. was, I think it was a quote from Nurse Williams Mm. where she says, when we first meet all of the patients, she says, this is where uh, people come to be forgotten Mm. or this is where they put people to forget about them. This is what they did to people who went to Pete Island. And I'm, these patients weren't um, – they weren't incapacitated. Mm. They were just uh, disabled. Mm. 
mostly it was mostly children oh. with uh, with disabilities that their parents would just kind of put them in this place and then never come back. Yeah. So it was really, it was pretty sad. Um, yeah. What, what do you think about all of that? I am super interested in the link between, um, as you're saying, like the Royal Commission and the timing of when that original movie was written and released. Mm. Um, mm. I really like that connection and... Yeah, I had no idea. Like, obviously, I had the idea about, like, deinstitutionalization and, and all of that. But, yeah, it's kind of shocking to think about how recently that occurred in our history. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah. And just – and before I get off this topic, the other thing I was wondering if – with the character Dr. Roger, mm. if he was I, – I, if he was based on this character um, – well, not character, if it was based on this – doctor called Dr. Bailey, mm-hmm. who apparently this is quite a famous case. Um, and it was between the years of 1962 and 1979. So it was at um, Chelmsford Private Hospital in Sydney. And 20 patients or more than 20 patients died under the care of this Dr. Harry Bailey. Yeah. Who administered, quote unquote, deep sleep therapy. So he would put patients into comas for up to 39 days. No yeah, and then get this, how much is this like Dr. Roger? He would administer electroconvulsive therapy without patient consent, anesthetic or muscle relaxants with devastating Dude, outcomes. Yes. This is this guy. I know, right? And it also says here that fit and healthy patients would end up dead mm. or have life-changing ailments from these treatments. So more than 20 people died under the care of this dude. Wow. He was eventually, um, you know, put out of practice, thank God. Mm. Uh, That's, I mean, I'm sure I could find more information about him if I researched, but that was just one mention in an article, but I thought that's got to be. That's him. Dr. Roger. (laughs) That's him. I wonder if he kept frogs, Dr. Harry (laughs) Bailey. What was with the frogs? I have no idea. It was literally just a, yeah, I have no idea actually. Mm. Actually, no, no, maybe, maybe he was like performing his, performing his experiments on frogs before he transferred it to the humans, oh, maybe. you know, mm. dude, that's so interesting though. I know it is. Hey, it's, it's really interesting. So, uh, here back to the Royal Commission and in the content and keep in mind, this is the second Royal Commission mm. into asylums in Australia. The first mm-hmm. one was in the 1800s. So film was made in 78. Uh, the Richmond Report, which was the Royal Commission Report, apparently, uh, was published in 1981 that was arguing for uh, the deinstitutionalization. Mm-hmm. So all of this stuff was happening around like, – you can imagine what the media reports would have been. It would have been so salacious mm. for the media reporting all of this Absolutely. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's some, there is some really interesting stuff and I, I, I reckon that the movie in 78 would have been, it's a shame that we didn't get to see that movie in the context of all of this. So, and I also wonder is, is the film making a, a statement about, yes, the maltreatment of patients, 
But is it also mm. playing into maybe society's fear around that time of deinstitutionalization? Oh, there you go. Because what would happen if they let someone like Patrick, Patrick out on the loose? <laughs> yeah. Because you can I, – I could imagine that in society around mm. that time that would have been a, a great fear, fear mm. of um, the public. So – yeah, it's, it's a it's, cool theory. Yeah, that's that's my theory. That's a good one. Yeah. So that's a little bit of Australian history 101. Mm. Um, and I can tell you when you actually look into the history of asylums in Australia, mm. there is no horror movie worse than this actual fact of that's what true. happened to these yeah. people. I mean, one of these asylums in Sydney was built on a mass grave of over a 1,000 people so i mean these places are creepy as fuck Mm -hmm. anyway so okay let's talk about the special effects (laughs) in this movie (laughs) or like no no that's not true they tried they tried um i know we keep banging on about the 1978 one but i really wish i saw it Mm, like me too like i i would have much preferred that i think over this um I, okay, so just talking about special effects and then we'll talk about, like, music, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the music. Uh, so good, man. Okay. The score was so great. <laughs> um, special effects. <sighs> there was lots of CGI. Right. Like, Which t- I didn't pick up on. <laughs> the house was a real house. And you're oh like, God. no, dude, that was uh, CGI. Um, it is hilarious like it, it's really funny um there's some like that moment when um you know patrick decomposes and his teeth like yeah and he looks like a chicken <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, and then his yeah. teeth but the the really funny thing about that is they showed that multiple times mm. and it was so bad but they chose it and the, the funny thing when he flies out the window oh yes that's a <laughs> that's a moment and yeah gee whiz so the CGI was awful. It was awful. I hated it. So, See, you're yeah. you're more of an expert in this area. I didn't think it was too bad, oh, but I'm just it. like I can suspend my disbelief. I would have loved. I would have loved if they instead had some mannequins, like especially um, that one where he decomposes. That would mm. have been mint if they actually use a man, like because it's a shot. Mm. Like it's oh, that made me so mad. Um, <laughs> They did have some really cool special effects, though. Like, I really enjoyed, like, with the needles. Um, yeah. That was really cool. Uh, I don't really know. It's not a very gory movie at no, all. No, it's not. There's a couple of really cool deaths, yes. I think. Um, the one, like, right at the end, uh, and I won't say who oh, dies, but that it was involves good. a lot of electricity. Yes. Yeah. That, Which kind of confirms our electricity yeah. hypothesis. Yeah. That was good. That was a great death. And I thought that yeah. was nice and gory. And yeah. um, and then seeing the body afterwards. Agreed. Look, I'll give them that. Cool. I'll give them that one. That was cool. There was a bit of an eye eye popping yeah. moment. That was quite <laughs> impressive. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. a nice touch. That was cool, actually. Yeah. Do you think that some of the special effects were, like the score, I think mm. was, do you think some of the special effects were purposely See, kind I want, of I wanted old them, school? I wanted that. 
I really mm. wanted that, but they weren't. Like, I, as I said, I would have loved if they just dropped CGI, but this is like my opinion on every movie ever. Right, <laughs> so okay. I would have loved if they actually made it bad, like B-grade horror. Mm. Um, it it would have fit with the movie, with the setting, with the music. Mm. Yeah. The music was great. So good. The score was excellent. So I once again would have loved to have seen the 78 film. I felt like the score of this film was really, um, it, it was really hearkening back to that 78 version. What do you reckon? Um, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was fixing the recording. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought the, I thought the the film score of the Mm. 2013 version Mm was paying homage to yeah. the 78 version. I'd be interested if it actually was the same. Oh, yeah. It okay. very well could have been. But, um, yeah, in, I think it was uh, based on, like, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Um, well, apparently the original director of the 78 version was a big Hitchcock fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so who knows because yeah. we haven't seen the original. Yeah. But um, it it – the score did have that kind of Hitchcockian yes. vibe to it, yep. um, which I, I love. Same. Yeah. And it, it was really cool, actually, how they incorporated it. Like, um, oh, God, it was so obnoxious, the introduction of, like, look how modern we are with our iPhones. And I was yeah. just like, oh, it was gross. <laughs> um, but I did like how, you know, they had that, uh, obviously, the – or not obviously, but the old school and people would be listening to that music like through their headphones. So they were trying to modernize that. Mm. Um, what was I going to say about that? It's gone. But um, I really enjoyed the jump scares in this movie and they took me mm. by surprise. Really? Really. Like I, I wasn't expecting there to be jump scares. See, I didn't get any jump really? scares from it. Maybe it's because I wasn't anticipating it. I was just like, oh yeah. And I forget what it was, but it was like right at the start of the movie. Um, it was something real basic too. Like, mm. like somebody sneaking up on someone and just like, oh my gosh moment. Like, yeah. Do you know who I thought was a real star of this movie was the elevator. <laughs> I really liked the tile patterns on the bottom of that yeah. elevator. Is that weird? I didn't notice the tile patterns. I did because I was like, it's so dirty. I love it. <laughs> but I said, because I, elevators scare the shit out yeah, of me, Yeah, right? there you go. Like, and I have to get in them yep. often. Yeah. But they're terrifying yep. pieces of machinery. Yes. Yeah. And I thought that they really used the creepy old fucking elevator to uh, the best of its ability. Mm. And yep. um, there was that great elevator scene. Mm. Uh, which, There's actually two. It's two really good. Oh yes, elevator that's scenes. right. Mm. Yeah, with yeah, the patient yeah. at the start. That might have been the jump scare mm. that you're talking about. Maybe because that was a bit surprising. Yep. Yeah. So um, I thought the elevator did really well. Mm. Um, <laughs> is there anything? Oh, what's what was your favorite part of the movie? Like, what was your favorite section? Your kind of shining light. In in a film that you didn't generally like that much. <laughs> we were talking about this before. Patrick Wensin's hand job. Patrick <gasps> <Yes>. Wensin's hand job. <laughs> what was that? What was that? Uh, that was hilarious. That was a hilarious moment. So yes, Patrick wants his hand job. Well, uh, we won't give it away, but that's a great part of the film. Um, and. Uh, do you know what was the funniest part of that? It was like, 
I just felt so enraged at what a jerk he is. Right. I know. So yuck. Hey. (laughs) So yuck. What a dickhead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was your, that was your shining light, wasn't Mm, it? mm. Yeah. Can I say my low light? My low point? Yeah. Yeah. Your low light. (laughs) Is that a thing? A low light? Yeah. I don't know. Um, It is now. I was, yeah. I think I was saying at the start, like I really enjoyed the start and it just gradually got shit for me. Like at the end, I was like, when is this over? I hate it. Like I really didn't like it. Um, and the, the low point was the bloody car. As soon as that started to happen, it dragged on. I'm like, yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. Like it's dumb. And then it just got bad from there. And it wasn't suspenseful. No, that's it. No suspense. And the special effects of the seatbelt going into the... Dumb. Uh, uh, that was not it was good. dumb yeah. yeah that probably would have been my low point as well i yeah. think no the museum scene hated the museum oh, did scene. You? i was so boring yeah there's a lot of boring moments yeah. in this movie and not boring in the way that like slow build horror movies are where it's like ooh, like they're developing something it's just like yeah this is boring move on mm. yeah mm. there were moments in the film that i wanted to skip mm. but i did yeah my highlight I really, really enjoyed the interlude where we learnt about Patrick's past. Yeah. I, don't I thought know why that I didn't was talk about creepy that. Yeah. as fuck. Yeah, that uh, was mm. it and it showed some depth to his character, which before True. that in the rest of the film we hadn't gotten to. Mm. I thought it was just I thought it was really interesting um death. There were a couple of deaths in that mm. that I thought was – I just that, – that whole sequence, I really liked that. It gave some really good insight into exactly what a psychopath Patrick mm. was. Mm. So that was probably my highlight, which is weird because it was not actually – it was an interlude in the film. It yeah. wasn't like within the world of the film. But you're right, good for like character development because mm. otherwise this is this comatose patient. I just wish that that had have come earlier in the film. I don't know yeah. why because that comes quite late. So yeah. I think if it had have come earlier, there would have been more of a sense of foreboding mm. about um, the danger that our main character, Kathy, was in. Yep. Um, because it comes so late in the film, you kind of already know that he's a bit of a psycho. Yep. But if it had have come earlier, we would have been a bit more scared for her, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, like, as you say that, I could have gone either way. Like, I really liked that scene, mm. but... I feel like he would have been scarier if I had no backstory on him. Oh, really? Yeah. If oh, he was just like random, just evil. Yeah, yeah. With, with no cause of evil. I find that almost scarier. Did you think at one point at all um, that it was going to be revealed that Patrick was the son of the matron? No, not at all. I so did. <laughs> You're like me with the brain transplant. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, come on. <laughs> I'm like, it's her son. It's her son, because she seemed overly uh, wary of him. Um, yeah, she was scared of him. Yeah, and and all that shit about oh, he was sent to punish us. She's saying to the doctor, he's sent to punish us, and all this shit. Oh, and that's I'm, weird. I'm like, that sounds like that you have that. more of a connection with him than you should. Yeah, and I thought maybe it might tie in with the backstory of how the matron was the daughter of the doctor. Yeah. And could have been her brother. Yeah. That would have been a cool. Some kind of relationship yeah. there. Mm. But no, they never, they never, they should have done that. Mm. 
Um, yeah, so uh, wrapping up, mm. would you recommend people to watch this film? I'm going to give it a star rating. Okay. Okay, because that makes <laughs> sense to me. Um, I if, if it was the first half of the movie and it continued that way, it would have been three and a half. Okay. Where it ended, it was two, two out of five. So two out of five. I hated it. Like I really <laughs> wanted to like it. Yeah, but it was shit. So, <laughs> um, would I recommend? I look. I probably, uh, yeah. I'll go. Yeah. Okay. Go Even though you hated it. Yeah, like you it, would recommend it to people you don't like. <laughs> I'd say watch it because it's. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you reckon? Yeah. I look. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much the second watching because I watched it twice. I couldn't have watched it twice. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I'd probably give it two and a half. Oh, okay, yeah, so pretty low. Yeah, Uh, out of five? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. not out of ten. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'd give it a two and a half out of five. Why'd you give it two and a half? Uh, Because I liked it slightly better than you did. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. So that's... (laughs) Yeah. And and you're my baseline, right? Okay. So... And I would, I would recommend people watch it and uh, I would recommend that if people could find the original mm. to watch it mm. because even though I haven't seen it, I have a feeling that it's probably better than Do this one. Do you think one. we just want it to be better? <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> we just want it, want it. I don't know why they remade it. Yeah. I mean, there's so why many great stories anything? out there. Why bother remaking this? And I, and I – and I look at a film like this and I think there's so much potential for it to be really good. I wanted to like really it more creepy, than I did. Yep. Especially with the kind of issues that were going on mm-hmm. around the time as we've discovered mm. in the night in the late 70s. God, it, it had this potential to so be much potential. really creepy, but unfortunately, nah, it just kind of falls short, doesn't yep. it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so cool. that's it. That's uh Patrick 2013. See you later.